afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. As you may have previously noticed, we're suddenly losing altitude. This, as you may have imagined, is not normal. Not to sound dramatic, but our best case scenario will be a forced landing on the nearest desert island. Well, there's no way that doesn't sound dramatic. Don't worry. The airline will refund the money of this flight to your company, and your miles will be respected. But they're not controllable. We would like to apologize ahead of time for the inconvenience of leaving you forever on a desert island and recommend that you not panic as there is nothing you can do to avoid this. Until then, sit back, relax, think about three songs in a book you want to keep with you for the rest of your life. Oh, and enjoy the emergency landing. Hi, welcome to Butcher Shop Desert Island Songs. I'm your host, Andres, and today we welcome to the newly arrived to the island, Caroline Jones, a senior designer at Butcher Shop. She's most known for wandering San Francisco streets looking at buildings and is a declared enemy of the 80s aesthetics. Caroline is a collector, but a funky one, a woman that likes to treasure all kinds of trinkets no matter how broke, old, and useless they are. And as told by her, she cannot taste the difference between gas station coffee and a fancy one. And honestly, she doesn't want to. Welcome, Caroline. Thanks for being here today. How are you? Hey, thank you. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I, I don't know if I would say I'm most known for wandering the streets, but I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the liberty you took with that. I like it better. You're welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Sunny afternoon in Mexico. Let's get started. Well, I'm really curious about the things you collect. I understand we are talking about handwriting stuff, magazines, and even packages and matchbooks. Do they keep doing them? Uh, they're really hard to come by now, actually, because also people don't really smoke, I guess, which is what they were really for. But I really like collecting vintage ones, which is like easier to find if you go to like a thrift shop or something. But the funny thing about vintage matchbooks is like it's really hard to light matches on them because they're old and they like probably got wet or something or they're, you know, they're like 70 years old. So a lot of the time they're not that usable. They're kind of just like to have on your table. But yeah, I really like collecting artifacts and just like handwriting type things not in that I'm that big of an aficionado of certain artifacts I just I like to write all my notes by hand and keep them you know if I work on a project like I like to keep the packaging from it or you know anything that ca that we printed from that type of thing I'm just I guess I'm not like a very digital person in that way I like having physical mementos and can you tell us when did this habit started like I guess when I was a little kid I don't know My mom's kind of the same way. Like my mom's sort of someone who has like a lot of crap. I hope she doesn't hear this, but um, <laughs> I sort of am too. Like it's not trash. We just like, if it, if there's an, a memory attached to it, it's something yeah, it's I like to trash. keep. Yeah. I like birthday cards. And like, if your friend writes you a note, I like writing my friend's notes. I like snail mail. I like sending letters and getting them. I just think it's nice to have something handwritten from someone you love and Sometimes I feel like that's kind of a bummer to throw away. So I keep it. But there's probably got to be a stopping point somewhere. <laughs> I need to, I've got places where they live now, like in boxes and drawers. And if it gets past that, maybe I'll start throwing stuff away. 
And do you read it from time to time? Or is it just like a collector thing? Yeah. I mean, I only keep the ones that like make me happy, right? So sometimes I go through and read them. No one's ever written me a really angry note, but if they did, I'd probably trash that one. <laughs> I, I only keep the ones that I like to go back and read. But yeah, it's it's nice to have like a little box of birthday cards and nice memories and photos, that type of stuff. What would you say is one of the weirdest things you keep in your apartment? Okay, that is a really hard question. We talked about this before. I definitely have like old broken things I'm never going to use again, like, you know, jewelry from when I was like in the fourth grade or something. And I just have, you know, a memory with it and I can't get rid of it. I also have sort of a reputation in my family for like keeping the last drop of something and not throwing it away. Like I have, a, you know, like I have candles that are like, they could be burned one more time. And I just like haven't thrown them <laughs> away because I think they're pretty. And so I don't burn them the final time. Like I've got kind of stuff. God, I sound like a fucking hoarder, don't I? Can we? <laughs> let's, no, let's it's, fine. Some of this. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like truly weird things I have. I don't have too much. My boyfriend would probably disagree. He's probably like, it's all weird. But <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, your own weird. I'll, I'll let you know if I can think of something. Okay, cool. So what if we skip to another collection? Your music collection. I know the first song you choose kind of reflects the playlist you like to do, right? Yeah. I really like listening to, I don't know, I guess like new disco and sort of like the like newer electro funk type genre. And this is, I guess this is kind of in that genre, but music that's nice to work to, like doesn't always have words, kind of repetitive. And this is just one of my favorites. And I feel like it's a nice type of song to design to. Yeah, that's definitely a nice song to work to. I also listened to it and I thought it was really good for cooking. But let's play it. <laughs> yeah. What would you cook to this song? Anything that needs a lot of chopping. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is Martinier by The Snacks. Let's play it. This was Matinee by The Snacks. And Abert told me you were kind of preparing yourself for this experience, right? I mean, you've been watching Lost. Is that true? Okay, like not in preparation for this experience, but <laughs> yeah, like anyone who will listen, I've been telling that I just started watching Lost for the first time, which if you haven't seen Lost, is literally from like 2002. And it actually holds up. I didn't really think that a, a show from like network tv in 2002 would be that good today but it's so good if you haven't seen it you should watch it and it's about being on a deserted island so yeah i've been thinking a lot about deserted island content it's good you are were preparing for this and <laughs> which of the characters do you identify the most with well okay so they're all without giving away anything that happens they're all kind of as you would imagine constantly trying to strategize like how to get off the island and there's always like warring ideas of about how we can get off and what we should do and how to survive. And then this one character named Hurley, who's kind of a crowd favorite, I would assume. I don't know. I'm not part of the, the lost zeitgeist because, again, it's like 20 years late. But 
he's just like the most feel good character and he's just kind of having fun while he's there. <laughs> like he's always the one who's like, we should play games or do you guys want to do something fun today? And everyone's always in a bad mood and he's trying to put them in a good mood. And I feel like that's probably the situation I'd be in. I'd probably be trying to have a good time and not like be the most useful about how to get off and, <laughs> and how to survive. I'd probably be more interested in like, we're at the beach. We should have fun. Yeah. Eat some coconuts. So you yeah. are more <laughs> of a fun laid back kind of castaway, I guess. I think, yeah, probably I think I just don't have like the, I don't know if I would have like the peer leadership and like organizational <laughs> requirements to like get us off the island. I think once I was there, I'd be like, let's have a good time. Yeah, Not let's enjoy time, this beautiful Caribbean yeah. island we are stuck in. I yeah, think that's maybe. A, a better idea. Well, let's go to your second song. And when we come back, you can tell us why you choose it. Okay. This is Fire and Brimstone by Link Gray. I like this. It's like a fun folk song, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a little more upbeat. Yes. Folk can be kind of slow, but it's really fun. It kind of reminds me of Texas too. Like it's kind of country, but... Yeah, um, tell us a, a little bit more about that. You are from Texas, right? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm from <laughs> Texas. <laughs> like it's not a country song, but it's it um, reminds me a lot of the type of music you hear there. A bunch like kind of blues, kind of folk. But that song's just sort of fun. And I don't know anything about the dude who sings it. Like, I just heard it once and I got really into it. I kind of like beat songs to death if I hear them and I love them. And I put them on every playlist. And that's one of them. I'm just not sick of it. It's a really good song. Yeah. And can you tell us a, a bit more about Texas and you growing up there? Yeah. So I grew up in Dallas, which is sort of like, I guess people say sort of like the Vegas of Texas in some ways, like it's very, uh, it's not like super Southern. It's kind of like more of a city, but people there have like very big hair and it's very, everyone's always very done up. Like it's, it's kind of like a very fun, very gluttonous place to live, which is like, I'm glad I live here now, but I always really enjoy going home. Like it's fun to be there and just like go out to dinner and drinks and everything there is just very shiny, which is a good time. <laughs> but yeah, I moved to San Francisco like six years ago. So always like going home, but definitely super happy to be in California. Yeah, it's nice too. And talking about Texan vibes, it made me wonder, as a designer, what would you say it's your visual style or vibe? My style? Definitely colorful. Definitely like I try to make things kind of like funky and fun. I would say not Like, I don't love things that are super modern a lot of the time. I like things that have, I guess, a little bit of like a retro history type vibe. And I guess there's probably like a little bit of like Western or Southern elements because of where I'm from that bleed into that maybe in terms of typography. But yeah, I think my general style, like I like to bring a little bit of character into it and a little bit of like sometimes old school. And I definitely, I love 
art direction and photography. And I definitely always try to bring like a little bit of like cheekiness into photography, which a lot of clients don't want to do. So it doesn't always work. I try to make it happen on a lot of projects. It doesn't work. But it's definitely like my preference is photography that kind of makes you laugh. Yeah, it's good to keep it fresh and, and fun, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so we have one song left, right? Miss You by the Rolling Stones. Can you tell us a little bit about the song? Yeah. So I really love the Rolling Stones, which kind of like, duh, like who doesn't? But my dad has always really loved them. And like we kind of grew up, my parents were not really like, we're going to listen to kid music type parents. They were like, you're going to listen to what we want to listen to type <laughs> parents, which when I was a kid, I didn't really like. But now that I'm an adult, I really cherish and am, am glad about because I feel like it kind of opened my eyes to more music and he's always just been a big fan and Miss You is one of my favorites not for any particular reason I just think it's a really great song and we got to go to the Rolling Stones concert a handful of years ago they came to San Jose which is like just south of San Francisco and we were honestly like really scared they were all gonna die before the concert <laughs> because it was like it was scheduled for some month and then Mick Jagger had a heart attack Oh, no. And they had to reschedule it like way later. And it was this whole thing. But then he like got on stage and he was doing cartwheels and shit. Like they're, these guys are super old, <laughs> but they really put on a great concert. And it was so much fun. It was a really good memory to have. And I have like a little foam tongue from it, like a foam finger, but the Rolling Stones tongue. And yeah, I just have a lot of good childhood memories and associations with them. So big fan. Okay, let's hear this. Miss You by the Rolling Stones. Okay, thank you, Caroline, for sharing this with us. That one really grabs all your funky retro personality and loved this election. Very fun and fresh, but also with this retro vibe that you like. And we're almost finished. But before I leave you in this desert island forever, I'm known for being a nice guy. And I know you will have plenty of time here. So I will let you keep one book. I will offer you the Chilam Balam. A Mayan wisdom book, kind of like the Bible for the Mayans, the complete works of Shakespeare, or a book of your selection? Um, probably not the first two, <laughs> which I appreciate. What a nice guy you are. <laughs> Thanks for the options. Yeah, so the book I, I picked, it's called Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino, which is like, mm -hmm. it's kind of a popular book like a couple of years ago, but it really has like a little chokehold on me. It's this essayist that I really like, and she kind of just writes about like being a millennial and what it feels like in this day and age, but she does it with a lot of humor and she's an internet writer. And so she has a lot of interesting takes on like what it is to be a person, you know, in their twenties and thirties who grew up with the internet and how that's shaped us. I think she's really funny. She also uses a lot of big words, which like I know some of them, but not all of them. So honestly, if I was on an island give me something to think about, like what some of these words meant. <laughs> trying to, I feel like I could try to figure this book out forever. I get the gist, but there's pieces of it that probably are multi-layered that I'd understand more and more as I went. So maybe be like a good think piece for me since yeah. this is the rest of my life. That sounds very interesting for your leisure time. 
And yeah, I already know and understand all of Shakespeare and the Mayan Bible, so yeah, you not necessary. That. Yeah, yeah, I've got all that down. <laughs> and as your final gift, you have to choose a leisure item, also called luxury item, and it's something that its only purpose is to assure you have a good time. It can be something magical, solar power, you name it. Okay, I don't think I understood it could be magical when given this prompt, but. Anyways, I would pick, <laughs> that changes things. <laughs> I'd pick a plane home. Um, I would pick like some crispy, cool sheets. I really like to. I don't like to sleep hot. I think having cold sheets is like the best way to sleep. And even though I really like them, I don't think I have my perfect pair. So if anyone listening has a recommendation, hit me up. I'm looking for some crispy, cool sheets <laughs> and a bed to put them on on my desert island. <laughs> That's a good option you choose because you are going to use that every day of your life. So mm -hmm. it's a third of your life. <laughs> yes. Caroline, I had a great time talking to you. Thanks for sharing with us. But as I said before, it's time to leave you on the island. So have a nice life here. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoyed this too. I guess you're the last person I'm going to talk to. <laughs> this was good. <laughs> uh, bye. Thank you. Layover Talks Desert Island Edition is a Butcher Shop Global production. Thanks for listening.